when you can see that you're winning a really large proportion of your sales, that's also an indicator that it might be time to put your prices up. So, you know, it's not just about seeing, oh, I'm only closing 10%. What do I need to do? It could be the other way. I'm closing 60%. That's quite high. I can probably push my prices up. You're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, the podcast for coaches, thought leaders, and change makers who are ready to become the standout expert. If that's you, stay tuned because you're in the right place. I'm your host, Samantha Riley, and I want to help you build a successful business sharing your expertise, generate the impact and income you need to create your ideal lifestyle. It's time to make a difference and scale up. Are you ready? Let's enter the lab. Welcome back to another episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab. I'm your co-host for this Thursday episode, Samantha Riley, joined by my lovely co-host, Tim Hyde. How are you this week, Tim? I am doing much better. Thank you, Sam. Last week I had a... Excellent. You can walk again? I can walk again. Well, this is a good thing. The latter part of last week was not great uh, as I also developed a cold and every time I coughed, all the muscles were pulling in very... (laughs) (laughs) yes that was an evil laugh because (laughs) oh wow that yes that's hilarious so um you know i'm mostly recovered i am still a bit croaky as you can probably hear but feeling much much better and looking forward to a whole bunch of new opportunities that materialized over the last few days so i picked up five referrals in the space of literally 24 hours which was which was very exciting awesome that's fantastic not to say that not to say that happens every 24 hours but that's not the case it's a long game, isn't it, Tim? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we want a quick games. We'd both be doing much more advertising, but, you know, I guess free takes resources and, and time to develop. Mm, absolutely. Today, we're going to do a Q&A episode, a listener Q&A episode. So we have gone and found some questions that we've been asked and we are going to jump into them. So I'm connected with Jennifer Waterman, who's a freelance medical and healthcare writer. Wow, that was that was a lot to get out this early in the morning. <laughs> a freelance medical and healthcare writer, and we're connected on LinkedIn. And she asked us to discuss some tips for personal branding and making connections. Well, ironically, we were just discussing, you know, making connections before and our strategy for that initial connection, weren't we? Mm-hmm. And uh, we're trying different stuff, as we always do, to see what works, what doesn't work. And, and something that does work for a little while doesn't necessarily work long term. I mean, sometimes. I was just up. about to say that, that, it, yeah, what works yesterday doesn't necessarily work tomorrow. That's right. Actually, one of the things I like about what Jennifer's already doing from her personal branding perspective is that she is actually very specifically saying that she's a freelance medical and healthcare writer. Now, although that's a bit of a mouthful, it's really putting her down into a niche and and being in that niche is is really one of the parts of personal branding, isn't it? I think this is the very first part of personal branding, having a very clear message of what it is that you do so that people understand that you're serving one type of person and not everyone and anyone. And I think this is the very, very first rule in personal branding. What is it that you do and who do you serve? And it needs to be clearly understood. I think we we often get afraid, and particularly when we start out, that if we do niche, that we'll miss opportunities, mm-hmm. right? Which is really weird, okay, because I want you to imagine this right now. Now, you, I know for a lot of our listeners, you're all coaches and consultants. Um, 
But just imagine for a moment that you put yourself in your buyer's shoes, right? And you are a buyer of services. And let's pick a service, Sam. Uh, Anything uh, at random. Self-managed super funds. Self-managed super funds. Okay. And you've got, you're doing a search for people who are doing self-managed super funds. Many of us who are in small business and certainly coaches and consultants. At some point, we might have a self-managed super fund. So this is not too unrealistic. And you go to a networking event and there are three people who do self-managed super funds there. And the first one says, well, I do self-managed super funds for business owners. And the second one says, well, I do self-managed super fund for business owners. And the third person says, I do self-managed super funds, but I specialize in coaches and consultants who are sole operators. Now, if that's you as a buyer, you're immediately going to go, well, clearly that last person knows exactly my circumstances. Mm. And they're going to understand me and where I'm at and my needs much more than potentially the other two you know, self-managed super fund consultants. And just to go back to that, there's also the people that could say, well, I'm an accountant and I deal with self-managed super funds and I deal with, you know, tax compliance, income tax, and I deal with blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So the more that we can niche down, the more that we can focus in on that ideal client means that when that ideal client is right in front of you, it's very easy for them to say, yep, that's me. And I trust that you know my situation. That's right. Okay. So what Jennifer's doing straight away, freelance medical and healthcare writer, I really like this from a personal branding perspective because it is, it's really niched. Okay. She's mm-hmm. not going to write for me, right, in the marketing and automation space. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not my client. But if I was in the medical space and I, you know, some of my clients are in the medical space as well, absolutely, right? They would be going, you know what we talk about, you know our language, right? all those sorts of things. She's going to get much more cut through with those clients straight away, right? So I think that's a really good thing from a personal branding perspective. Don't be afraid to be niched. You'll attract more of your client more often, more quickly. Not only that, Tim, but one of the things you said there was I have clients that are in this space. So you are more likely if they reach out and say, hey, Tim, don't suppose you know anyone that's a writer in the medical space. Well, actually, yes, I do. Jennifer Waterman, we haven't met, but I can connect you on LinkedIn. When you can remember exactly what it is someone does, it's a lot easier to refer as well. That's right. That's a really great example, Sam, actually, because, you know, I've got five, six copywriters that I regularly use, and I will match them up with my clients. Mm. Are they all right? Mm, okay, absolutely. absolutely right. But I'll try to match them up as best fit wherever I can. Absolutely. So that's the first thing, getting really clear on your message. The second thing is to be authentic. And when that comes out of my mouth, that in itself sounds quite vague. Like what does that actually mean? You know, I think authenticity and being authentic is a super buzzword and it's almost lost its cut through or meaning a little bit over the last couple of years. But the way that I talk about being authentic is to really know your personal values so that you can align with the right people so and also get really clear on what you stand for, what's really important to you, and, and more importantly sometimes what you don't stand for and what you don't align with. And this means that you're able to speak from a more authentic heart space 
into a space that you know very well into your expertise and also people who are in alignment with your values. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think the last one there probably, Sam, is is um, is being consistent. Mm-hmm. I um, I'll often tell my private clients that, you know, your buyer has this invisible checklist in their mind and they're not even aware that they've really got it. Mm. But that, that checklist exists nonetheless. And whenever we whenever we buy from people, all of the things on that checklist needs to be ticked off. And one of those mm-hmm. one of those things is, I guess, perception of reliability. Mm-hmm. Is the thing that you're promising to fix for me going to be reliable? And one of the ways we can tick that box before someone purchases from us is by being consistent in you know, what message we put out, what platform, how regularly we do things. You know, you'll notice, for example, the you know, Thought Leaders Business Lab podcast comes out Monday, Tuesday, Sam. Every, every Monday, Monday you'll every episode Thursday with Sam. <laughs> and every Thursday you'll get us you'll you'll get an episode with both of us. And that's just one way that we demonstrate that our consistency is there, right? And it'll it'll appear in, in LinkedIn and Facebook and in our groups and you know it'll be sent out via email and all those sorts of things. And it's just part of that consistency that we're trying to position. And by doing that consistency on a regular basis, and I don't mean once a year because you won't get enough cut through um, once a year, but again, we're starting to go that we're putting the same message in the same location often enough for people suddenly to go, oh, that's what you do. Mm. Years ago, I, uh, I came across this a bit of epiphany, actually. As you know, Sam, I do lots of networking events, face-to-face networking events. And yep. <laughs> although not so many this year, I'll be probably face to face online rather than face to face in real life person. <laughs> this epiphany probably ten years ago was that just when I get sick of saying the same thing over and over again, is about the time that everyone goes, Oh, that's what you do. Oh, that is so true. That is so true. It is. All right, so we've got to do that. We've got to put the same message in the same channels often enough, often not really seeming like we're getting any traction with that message. It's like a snowball. At the top of the hill, mm. it's really small. By the time it rolls down to the bottom of the hill, it's going to collect a lot of momentum and it's going to collect a lot of size and it's going to be at a sort of stage where people can't ignore it. Mm. Absolutely. I love that. A way to make sure that this is really consistent is to create a content calendar. So a spreadsheet or some sort of document where it's very clearly in there. These are the days that I publish my podcast or this is the day of the week that I publish my blog. Create create a consistent calendar so that your publishing or your posting is consistent and your audience will actually start to look out for it. And that's what you really want. And I remember this and I'm so grateful for this very early lesson in my podcast journey. So in my first podcast, Unlimited Influence, I used to release on a Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And one week I didn't release my Wednesday episode. So I don't know, something came up and I went, oh, I'll just do that tomorrow. And someone reached out to me Wednesday night and said, I missed the episode. Where was it? Ooh. And it was such a great lesson and I'm so grateful to have someone do that to help me realize how very, very important it is to really educate your audience to watch out for your content. Yeah. A brand is not an easy thing to build. Okay, It does take time. It's not a, 
you know, it's not an exercise that you send off to a graphic designer and they tell you what font color to use and, you know, what font style and that, that sort of stuff. I mean, that is part of it. That is a little, that is a part of it. Brand, I think, is really the application of that thing over time. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's the recognition from your prospects that this is your, you know, your, who you are. Yeah. Yeah. So someone on the other side of the world remembers your name, remembers what you do, and can normally give some sort of idea on the type of person that you are. I think that is a really cool brand. Absolutely. Awesome. So thanks for asking that, Jennifer. It was great to have you reach out and ask that. Okay. Now, second question that came in. This one was from one of my clients this morning, Shavonda Smith from Express Cleaning Services Atlanta. And one of the challenges that Shavonda expressed to me was that she was saying, how do I manage my pipeline of opportunities, right? They're getting lost in her inbox. Mm, that's a super awesome um, problem, problem to, to have, have right because not everyone is gonna you know a lot of the time we're like where is my next lead coming from Shavonda's got a different problem she's, she's like she knows that there are opportunities slipping through the cracks okay mm. if you're at this point right now in your business this is like you said this is a good problem to have if you're not at this point in mm-hmm. your business go back to the stuff that Jennifer was talking about right you know you will get there once you start sort of building that brand presence as well so first thing to look mm. at here is really deciding when you need a system. See, this one's interesting because I personally think that you should have this system in place from day mm. one. I know that I've talked about systems or we have talked a lot about systems on this show and there are a lot of systems that you would waste your time creating for day one because you really need to get out there, try things you know, see how they work and, you know, then get them down. But I think a sales pipeline or knowing where to put your leads and manage those opportunities, I think you need to have this right from day one. Yeah, look, it's pretty important. Obviously, if you don't have any leads, probably not so important, but it is, I think, critical. And I've started building some additional pipelines in my business, not just for sales opportunities, but also for partnership opportunities as well, because those are effectively, you know, there's still a pipeline attached to how I build a, a referral partnership as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you and I both definitely agree that you need some form of visual sales pipeline, right? Um, often we mm-hmm. call these Kanban board, right? Which is like effectively almost little post-it notes that you sort of drag along through different stages. I know you use Trello in your business for that. I do, I do. What do you uh, use? Tim? I use, I'm lucky that uh, Infusionsoft's and uh, and keep have actually got a Kanban board built within. Okay, mm-hmm. whether it's your CRM that has it, I know Entreport does, but you don't use Trello. Mm-hmm. You I don't Trello use Trello all the day, no. uh, every day, every day. Uh, yep. <laughs> I live with Trello. Is <laughs> we've got to, we've got to sort of <laughs> a we've got to make sure we use it every single day, right? We've got to get into the practice of creating the opportunity because there was this point of manual triage in our business. And if we fi- if our systems fail at that point of manual triage, the system fails. Okay. Mm. But the Kanban board is a really cool one, right? Because you can just go, how many opportunities are at, you know, I need to follow up. How many introductions sent? How many are need to create proposal? How many are proposal sent and waiting for customer approval? Right? How many lost? How many won? One of the things that Shavonda mm. and I were talking about this morning 
particularly with her government opportunities, right, where she's she's got an RFQ that she needs to respond to. That's a refreshed uh, request for quote. And if we're doing big opportunities, sometimes there is that requ- request for quote or request for tender process. You know, that mm-hmm. if she starts looking at, you know, and creating a list, I guess, of which ones she's won and which ones she's lost, there may be, a, you know, some commonalities between the client she's winning and the client she's losing that can now inform which opportunities that she might pursue in the first place. Absolutely. And there's so much data that can be pulled out of that because I've even thinking when you can see that you're winning an, a really large proportion of your sales, that's also an indicator that it might be time to put your yeah. prices up. So, you know, it's not just about seeing, oh, I'm only closing 10%. What do I need to do? It could be the other way. I'm closing 60%. That's quite high. I can probably push my prices up. Yeah, good point. Good point. But definitely, mm, mm. I think definitely if you can, some form of visual sales pipeline, review it every single day, right? Mm-hmm. And make sure you use it. Otherwise, it's not going to work for you at all. Absolutely. And, you know, that is why I use the Trello sales pipeline rather than the entreport whilst I do go into entreport every day it's not something that I spend much time in and well actually I've just said I go into entreport every day I don't so a lot of times my team's in there which is why I use Trello because you do need to be able to see it every day but before we move on there's just one little thing that I wanted to go Mm. back to you said Tim that you know this maybe isn't so needed if you don't have leads I just want to say before we move on if you don't have leads it is time to spend more time getting leads because sales are the lifeblood of your business so if you're in a position where you're thinking I don't need a sales pipeline maybe it is and you need to be thinking all right well what's the root cause of me not having to use a sales pipeline? absolutely critical it is the oxygen that allows your business to breathe absolutely absolutely now awesome So our next question comes, now please, if I get this name wrong, which is likely I do, please reach out. I don't like to get people's names wrong, so please reach out and let me know how to pronounce your name. But it is a member of our Thought Leaders Business Lab community on Facebook, and I'm going to have a go. Lasha Mayola Wright, and she asked how we create the images with the sound bars for Thought Leaders Business Lab. So Lasha, if I've got that right, has a podcast that she would like to improve and she asked how we create these images. And this is super simple. We use a an app called Headliner App. So those images with the sound bars are called audiograms and we use Headliner App, which is a great app. You're able to import the image and create the soundbars in all sorts of different ways, different shapes, different weights, different colors, and it essentially turns your static image overlaid with some audio and turns it into a video. So it's a really, really great way to create a video with some uh, still images and your audio. I already love it, actually. I'm going to be using Headliner app for my upcoming podcast mm-hmm. uh, as well. So I'm also launching another podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't know you. On, you on, you're a regular guest on some other ones as well, Sam. Yes. Um, and I'll be using this as well. But I think it, it comes back to that first question that Jennifer asked, right? What is your brand? Mm. Uh, so it's not just a case of making it, you know, look pretty for shits and giggles. It's got to be brand consistent. Right? Mm. So if you're going to use it, use it, right? But that becomes part of how you present your brand to market. Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you, Jennifer and Shivonda and Lasha for reaching out and asking your questions. Um, We 
really appreciate it. And please, if you have a question, reach out to us. Join the Thought Leaders Business Lab community on Facebook. Post your question or send Tim or I a personal message and we would love to answer them for you. Now, next week, we're going to do an episode on how to increase your prices. Mm, This is a question I get a lot. How do I increase my prices? When do I do it? How do I do it? A lot of people are afraid to do it. So let's we're going to dive into that topic. Yeah, that's going, that's going to be fun. Now, if you've enjoyed today's episode, you can, of course, find it on all good podcasting outlets. We'd love you to share, comment, like, and follow the podcast. Jump on to the Thought Leaders Business Lab community on Facebook. Share your thoughts, your takeaways, and look out for future episodes. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode. Thank you, Tim, for joining. And we will see you all next Monday for another episode. Ciao, ciao. Thank you for joining us today. We truly respect your time, so we hope this was valuable to you. If you're a new listener, thank you for checking out the show. And don't forget to connect with me by heading over to samanthariley.global forward slash connect. And you can connect with Tim at winmorclients.com.au forward slash connect. Be sure to contact us and share any feedback, questions or topics you have too.